Hello, everybody. Just had a great conversation with my two new friends, Brett and Rachel. Uh, these are two very inspiring and awesome people. I was fortunate to be able to talk to them in this setting. And um, yeah, I think you'll really like it. Uh, Brett and Rachel uh, are both training for shows coming up. Uh, Brett was actually on American Ninja Warrior a couple years ago, the show. Um, so that's pretty cool. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what each of them have going on. Um, it's bodybuilding, uh, bikini contest. That's also in there. Um, lots of different stuff. Uh, the audio quality was a little fuzzy just because we chose to do this over the phone. Um, it was the most reliable way to do this. I don't think it takes away any from the enjoyability of the episode. Um, I really enjoyed making the episode. Um, hope you enjoy listening to it. This is Give Them Health. All right. So three, two, one, and we're going. Uh, Brett and Rachel are here with me. That's uh, Brett Fulmar and Rachel Osmond. Um, and they're not actually here with me. They're we're doing a uh, remote podcast, and they are actually in Houston. Is that right, Houston? Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, they were kind enough to join me. Um, they are both fitness enthusiasts, from what I can tell. Um, <clears throat> uh, they're both actually uh, training for a show coming up. Um, they've been going through the different cycles of training for that, and um, they're both uh, actually studying to be personal trainers as well, so I thought they would be ideal people for this. Um, excited to have them on. Um, and, uh, and Brett actually was on uh, American Ninja Warrior. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Um, you know, not, I mean, what you're both doing is very cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, would you, I guess if, if Brett, you wanted to lead us off on kind of what you're, uh, what you've been doing, um, you know, like what, what you're, uh, what's coming up for you? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, basically over the last six months, I've been in sort of a, uh, bulking phase where I've been working with a coach um, and been counting my macros and trying to uh, basically have a higher intake and I put on a little over 20 pounds in about six months trying to build as as much muscle as I can and uh, here at the end of the year the bulking phase is going to come to an end prep's going to start in January and it's going to be about 30 weeks or so and we're going to try and get ready and do my first uh, my first competition Cool. So, um, so that's, that, that's your first, is it like the first thing that you've done like this? Um, is this kind of like the kickoff to your professional fitness career? Have you done other things too? Um, yeah. So in, in terms of bodybuilding and, uh, physique and that kind of thing, this will be my first time ever, uh, really doing something like this. So I think it's going to, uh, you know, with my, I'm getting my personal training certification through ISSA. And uh, basically, I think it's going to be a really good uh, segue into, you know, making good use of that because I think it's going to be a great experience. And having gone through it myself, I'm hoping to, you know, help other people do the same thing. Cool. Yeah, and uh, and Rachel, you're also um, you're also about to compete uh, in a in your first show, right? Correct. It is your first one. I am, yes. So over the last six, kind of along the same lines as Brett, um, I have been in a caloric surplus, so really slowly bringing my caloric 
intake up so that I can limit the body fat um, and put on lean muscle. Um, and then we'll, at the beginning of 2019, start uh, our prep for our show. So, yes, um, this will be my first time competing bikini. Cool. Um, what, so, so far, what's, what's been like, I mean, you know, whenever I, I talk to people that are, are training for something like this, it just seems like um, a total life shift. I mean, is there any one thing that you found to be, like, super, I mean, you, you, you might have different things each, but, you know, like, any one thing that you found uh, that's been just, like, the hardest thing to adjust to while, while putting your body through this? I'll let you go first, Rachel. Okay. Um, yeah, so... For me, um, I would consider myself a pretty social person. Um, when you are putting your body, I mean, you have to, set, I guess, set aside that this isn't a hobby. I mean, it is a hobby, but it's not just going to the gym to stay healthy. You're competing. Uh, it's a sport. So you do have to make sacrifices. I would say the biggest adjustment is this becomes your number one priority um, and takes priority over, you know, spending time with friends and, and going out to dinners and, and having drinks with friends and, and things like that because, you know, that leads to the temptation of the things that you shouldn't be eating. So um, the difficult part is just having to say no to some of those social events. Yeah, I can see that. So, yep. Yeah, pretty much uh, sort of along the same lines with me because, I mean, you know, who doesn't like to go out with their friends and, you know, have a few beers here and there or something and have a burger or things like that. And, you know, so it's really, you got to have the, I guess the, uh, the dedication to it because, you know, it's really easy to slip up. And if you don't have that sort of consistency with your diet, then it can throw your entire, uh, prep off, especially like on the bulking side, it's not that bad. Um, it's actually been pretty good recently because we can normally fit in, you know, a lot of stuff now since our calories are so much higher but whenever we start cutting, when we start our prep, it's going to be a lot more difficult to, you know, fit in, you know, drinks here and there. And so, you know, we'll just have to stay dedicated and, uh, you know, try to do stuff like drink water and things like that if we want to still go and hang out and still have friends, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, so just so that everyone that's listening um, is able to follow along, uh, whenever you're talking about cutting and then you're talking about bulking, you're talking about two different phases in um, your overall training for this uh, for this uh, competition, correct? Or that's what that's a good way to describe it. Or yeah, no, that's perfectly right. Um, yeah, so like on this, like I said earlier, I, I put on about 20 pounds or so in the last six months. Um, you know, I kind of leaned out for summer a little bit, uh, but put on a little over 20 pounds in six months. And when I start to prep or cut. Uh, for the show, I'm I'm expecting to lose anywhere between 25 to 30 pounds, um, just because you know I, I I need to try to lose as much body fat as possible coming to the show, looking as lean as possible, um, and still you know as full as possible, trying to keep as much muscle mass as I can. Cool, and Rachel, is it pretty much the same uh, with bikini as far as that goes, or is it a different approach? Yeah, so for me, the way that I differentiate the difference between kind of a cut, bulk, and prep is, in my mind, a cut is kind of trimming down for summer. You know, you're going to the beach. You want to be doing a slow, steady cut. Um, you're going to be losing. Like in the last cut that we did, um, I ended up losing between 7 and 8 pounds. Um, and in the bulk, I've gained 7 and 8 pounds. So the cut for me is just kind of a small, easy kind of lifestyle adjustment. 
Um, the bulk is just the reverse of that. So you slowly increase your calories to put on that muscle mass. And then a, a prep um, is when you're having that same reduction in calories for a long period of time. That's when you're actually prepping to compete. Gotcha. That's that's really cool. Um, so uh, one thing that I thought of before before this podcast, and I hope I don't derail us too much, um, but uh, I was just thinking, you know, um, I have – uh, you know, I have clients since I've started actually to train in a gym that, you know, a uh, good number of them, they just, you know, they just want to lose some weight and feel better. Uh, it's like general health and, uh, you know, like nothing, nothing crazy, you know, like I haven't had anybody come in that's like wanting to do what you guys are doing. <laughs> so, um, you know, like, but, uh, you know, most, yeah, most of it is just like pretty, you know, it's pretty tame stuff. But I, you know, I was just thinking, I, I think it's, you know, like the, the main thing is just like learning, uh, learning to eat the right stuff and, and learning to eat like when you're hungry. And, um, like I, I think a lot of people, they don't know what real hunger feels like and they don't always know what to eat. So like whenever you're talking about, um, whenever you're talking about weight loss, well, what you're doing is a little more extreme. You're not only de- depriving yourself during that cut phase to whenever that you're going past the hunger part. You're you're probably pushing yourself past that point. But I mean, what are you normally eating to get that weight loss? Is it is there a certain formula? So um, I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of get into this a, a little bit. Um, so I I didn't count macros or even know what a macro was um, a little over a year ago or so. Um, but basically. You're, you're, you have three main macros from food. You have protein, carbs, and fats, and pretty much, pretty much everything you eat is going to have that. And uh, every person needs, you know, a, a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of fat, a certain amount of carbs that's going to fit their ideal, you know, like your body type, how much you weigh, how much lean uh, body mass you have, how much fat you have, and it's sort of a an iterative process. So there, there are formulas and stuff like that out there um, that you can kind of figure out, you know, like a roundabout numbers for that. Um, but basically you kind of work with those numbers and you kind of see, okay, well, you know, you weigh yourself in the morning and, you know, you track, track your macros. How's my weight doing? Is it dropping? If it's not, you, you drop your macros a little bit more and kind of play with the numbers. Um, but basically um, there's no real, like, magic food to eat or magic combination of foods. Um, it's a, it's more of a combination of, you know, like your daily averages of the protein and fat and carb intake that you're uh, getting over time. Hmm. All right, so you're, so just so I understand, you're saying that consistent, are you saying consistency is the most important factor or is it, um, or are you saying something, something else uh, as far as your, as far as what to eat? Yeah, so consistency is is definitely where it's at. Like, if if you're trying to lose weight, then you know you kind of have to figure out what macros you, you need to you need to get, and then you know I definitely suggest you know getting most of your calories from whole food sources. You know, try to stay away from processed foods. But as 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 far as that goes, um, you know, there aren't like you know like these magical foods that are gonna 
make you lose 10 pounds of uh, belly fat and, you know, all this crazy stuff that you see or like, you know, like fit tea and stuff like that. Um, You know, like some of those things can help you achieve your goal, but it's not going to be, you know, oh, let me just take this pill or let me just eat this one food once a day. And then like, you know, it's going to help me achieve my goals. It's consistency is like the most important thing when it comes to losing weight. Absolutely. Gotcha. Uh, well, I mean, so like, so what's, whenever you're in that cutting phase, like whenever you're right in the middle of it, I mean, you're, and you're, and you're doing things right. What is the typical, like, what does a typical dinner look for you? I'm just like, I'm really intrigued because I, you know, I think I know, but I, I have a feeling that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so yeah, like for me, um, my, my meals are kind of split up. Um, and in, in the ISSA uh, training certification I've gone through, it has a good explanation for it. So basically, for for a male, you want uh, about two uh, fistfuls of uh, of protein per meal, and and two cups of carbs. Like two, like if you cup your hand, you know whatever carbs can fit in there. You want about two of those, and then make a fist, and you want about two of those, and then like two thumbs worth of uh, of fats per meal, um, you know, and that's, you know, assuming that you're going to have, like, three or four meals a day, you know, depending on what you're eating. Some some foods are a little more calorie-dense than others. But, yeah, a lot of times, you know, I'll just have, you know, something really easy. You know, we'll we'll, we'll kind of prep our meals in, uh, in bulk. So we'll do, like, ground beef, and we'll, we'll make a bunch of ground beef. We'll throw some rice in the rice cooker and then get some, you know, frozen vegetables or something and make, like, a sort of healthy stir-fry uh, kind of a thing that really just kind of has a little bit of everything kind of mixed together or we'll, or we'll do like a, you know, like some sort of fish with, uh, you know, broccolini and, you know, sweet potato or, you know, something like that. So, so it's not like, so what you're saying is you don't really, you're not really altering it that much. Like you're eating a pretty normal meal for whenever, like whenever you're cutting like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever you're on prep, whenever you're cutting, you're, you know, we're pretty much going to eat the same foods that we eat now for the most part. We're just going to control our portions a little bit more. You know, we'll reduce the portion size. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, cool. Yeah, that's that, that was a big thing for me. I mean, um, and uh, I guess is it the same? Uh, is it the same? You know, whether you're doing the the bodybuilding aspect or the uh or the bikini or is it is it pretty much like you just want to keep your food the same just reduce the portions um so for me i'm someone who i would consider myself a foodie so it's definitely much easier during a bulking phase to eat those foods that i guess you would say are are treats um and they can fit into your macros so for me you know i don't want to leave behind the pizza and the burgers um, so when we are on a bulk, it is easy to have the chicken, rice, broccoli consistently because you're able to have more of it. Um, however, it can get kind of old. So I have noticed through, you know, the different cuts that we've done, and I think we'll see this a lot during the upcoming prep, is you have to get creative. Um, you can't consistently eat chicken, rice, broccoli, and thoroughly enjoy it for, you know, um, a long period of time. So for me, it comes down to how I can adjust my favorite foods to fit into my macros. So 
you know, right now we're at the peak of our bulk where we're eating pastas with, uh, you know, ground beef or meatballs and pasta sauce and not really having to think about it. Um, when you get into your cut or your prep, you don't necessarily want to cut those things out. So for me, I just find alternatives, whereas instead of pasta, I'll have zucchini noodles or cauliflower crust instead of a traditional pizza crust. Um, for me, I think you do have to be consistent in hitting those macros, um, but you have to find what works for you. Don't cut out those foods that you enjoy. Just alter them a little bit or find alternatives to those foods so it seems, you know, less um, of a mental task. Yeah, gotcha. so, because yeah, – go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, no, it's a great point because, you know, you want to make sure that you have foods and uh, – that that you enjoy because uh, if you're trying to stick to anything at all whatsoever, like in life, whether it be, you know, dieting or exercising or whatever, like unless you're enjoying it, unless you enjoy the process, you're just, you're not going to stick with it. So finding the foods that you enjoy, making them work by changing, you know, an an ingredient here or there, like Rachel just said, um, it really is like one of the best ways to stay consistent and stay you know, dedicated to, to what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that probably uh, the people that are listening to this, um, they're probably hearing what you're saying and they're thinking, oh, well, these two, they're athletes, you know, this doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Like, it totally applies to everybody. Um, you know, oh, yeah. like, this is, a, this is an extreme form of of what a lot of people probably need to do. But uh, if you if you're hearing what you know like the what what I'm hearing is that even in the extreme form of cutting or bulking which is essentially losing weight or gaining muscle you're eating you don't change your diet that much you just uh increase or decrease the portions but you want to keep the things in there that you like you know so right. like, I think that's awesome yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can definitely feel like quite a shock to the system or like it's a chore if, you know, you're leaving behind, you know, cutting burgers, pizza, mac and cheese out, cold turkey, and then having to go to this. Like you're doing, you're, this is a decision, like you've chosen to do this, so you might as well make it worth your while. And then I think a, another big part of it, you know, for people who are lifestyle clients and not necessarily looking to compete is something that they can sustain. So be consistent over time. And then find something that works for them. If we have recipes that that we've created, you know, with these substitutions like zucchini noodles that have permanently replaced those that are less healthy for you just because, you know, they're great. They just taste better and um, you just have to get crafty in the kitchen, find what works works for you, and then stick with it. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, um, that's one thing that – one of my previous guests, uh, uh, Shana Hamilton, she uh, she prepares um, preps, uh, well, food prep for people, and um, you know that's one of her big things is that she, uh, you, you know, like uh, with with the meals that she preps, she also goes into like how they're made. So uh, I don't know, it's just really cool. Like I, I love the whole the whole nutritional push that's going on right now. At least it feels like there's there's a real wave of. Uh, you know, like those conscious eating. I don't know if that's the right, <laughs> that's a good way yeah. to uh, put it. But Yeah, I think know, that's the right way to put it. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I just came up with it. So, Right, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not. Yeah, I'm going to write it down. Um, but yeah, yeah, I no, feel um, too kind of in, in addition to being consistent, everyone's heard the saying, you know, if you 
fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. So for me, I'm the same way when I'm not prepping my meals. I'm running around during my lunch hour trying to find something that can fit, and I just think, you know what, screw it. I'll stop by here down here in Texas. We have Whataburger. I'll stop by Whataburger and have that. So it really is just setting aside a couple of hours. We do it on Sunday, and then we're prepared. Our meals are already there. It's literally just heating it up, um, and that's half the battle. Right. Yeah, so it's even it's even cool for people that don't like to cook. You know, it's got its pros. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess you know while while we're uh, while we're on the topic of just competing and all of that. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, Brett, um, I, I'm really interested to to hear a little bit more about um, this American Ninja Warrior uh, endeavor that you went on. What was it like a couple of years ago? Yeah, man. Uh, I think it was March of uh, 2017 that I, that I competed on it. Um, yeah, so I uh, so I, I kind of always been into fitness and stuff. Uh, growing up, I did sports and things like that. Um, and then in the like the last few, you know, like five years or so, I started doing some obstacle course races, like Tough Mudder, Savage Race, Spartan Race, things like that. And then I kind of happened upon this. Uh, American Ninja Warrior training gym here in Houston um, that at the time uh, this uh, really well-known uh, ninja uh, named Sam San uh, was running. And so I kind of went there, and I was like, oh, I've seen this on TV. Like, I'll go check it out. And it was, it was for a friend's birthday, actually, um, which is kind of funny. It was like a bunch of grown adults going and, like, playing on, on a playground, basically, for a birthday party, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of fun. Uh, so... You know, I saw some stuff there, like the warp wall and the salmon ladder and things like that. And I was like, you know, I bet I can do some of this stuff. And um, and I was actually, I was able to do, like, the salmon ladder and the warp wall and uh, a few of the other things there. And, and I was like, you know, this is, kind of, this is kind of fun. Like, you know, this would be, you know, a fun hobby to, you know, just a different way of training. Um, so I got a membership and I started training. And I befriended a lot of people who uh, were going to the gym, uh, many of which had already been on the show before. So I trained for uh, all of 2016, and then I submitted my application. And um, there, there were I can't I can't remember the number, but there, there were uh, you know t- like tens of thousands of people who applied uh, for the show that year, and I was one of uh, what like five or six hundred people who who got chosen to to compete, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, I was definitely you know excited to have the opportunity, uh, but it is kind of crazy because you know it's like this big production, and um, they pretty much when you get there, uh, you know they set up. And if you're if you're a fan of the show, you probably don't even think about it, but every time you watch the show, it's always dark and it's outside. So they right. film at night. They film the entire thing at night. So uh, filming starts around, you know, like 9.30 p.m., and it runs until the sun comes up. So that means that all of us who are competing, you know, your run is going to be anywhere between 9.30 p.m. and, you know, 6 a.m. or, you know, whatever time the sun comes up. And um, so for me, it happened to be 4 a.m. or so, something like that. Um, when I, when I did my run and it's so wild because, you know, you don't get a practice run, 
you don't get anything like that. I mean, you, you, you kind of see the other competitors run through and kind of base your uh, strategy off of how well they do or how bad they do. And, um, you know, it was one of the things that I made it to the second to last obstacle and I ended up falling in the water, uh, just, just made a, like a technical error. Um, you know, I was, uh, really hoping to make it all the way through, but, uh, it was cool. It was, it was a good experience, man, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's definitely not something I'll, uh, I forget. Yeah. So, um, so which ones, uh, so you, you got the second to last one on, I'm trying to remember the course. So like which ones that, what are some of the ones that you, that you completed? Um, um let's, uh, yeah, let's the, see. So the first, go ahead. It's like a log roll, right? Or, uh, so that one wasn't there at this one. So, uh, the okay. first obstacle is an obstacle called the floating steps. And, you know, everybody makes it look really easy and everything, um, but it's actually, like, pretty nerve-wracking because you have to jump to these steps, and they're actually kind of far apart from each other, and they're kind of high up, and the water is, you know, right there uh, beneath you. Right. So as you're trying to, you know, run and jump across, you're, you're thinking, okay, well, let me, let me just get to these steps real quick. But, you know, the water's right there, so it's kind of nerve-wracking. You're like, oh, man, I hope I make it past this. I don't want to fall on the first obstacle. Because that does happen, and and it's like it's at one of my buddies. Uh, his name is Carson Williams. He, uh, I think, he, you know, he fell on one of the first obstacles one, one time, and he was like one of the best uh, ninjas that I know. Um, he's really good, and uh, so it's just one of those things. You know, sometimes you kind of slip up on something and make uh, you know a mistake, and it can cost you the whole thing. Um, but the second obstacle I did was is called TikTok, and he basically which I've never done anything like this before, but you jump up on this, like, trapeze thing, and you have to swing to this uh, sort of pendulum, I guess. It's like a, it's like a padded uh, column, and you have to swing, swing into it hard enough to where you get it to rock, and then oh, as okay. it swings back, it, it, it comes back to the other side, and you jump to a cargo net. Uh, so I did that, and then there, there was some crazy, like, uh, like giant like rolling balls that were just like hanging in the air and I had to run across those. So they moved, um, you know, they were very unstable and they rolled right. and everything. So that was like a, ba- a big uh, balance obstacle. And right. then there was one that I fell on called the sky hook. And it's basically like a, they have a trampoline and you jump from the trampoline and you jump out to this hook that has a like a big ring on it and then you swing from that uh from that uh hook and you have to swing to another hook in the air but you have to take the ring with you to land on uh, the next hook I and uh I so I, that. yeah so i hit the first one and then i got to the second one and i got kind of my trajectory was was a little off so i was trying to slow my swing down and everything and then um on these hooks, they're kind of padded with a little bit of rubber. So if you don't, you know, you can have a really strong swing, but if you don't raise it perfectly high enough, you can get caught on the very end of the hook. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I just, I was, I was focused on the hook that I was trying to swing to, not the one that I was leaving. And uh, mm-hmm. it, and that's what cost me uh, 
the run, and I just pretty much went completely horizontal and smacked the water. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Rachel, were you watching him do all this? I was, yeah. So we just kind of hung out around San Antonio until it was Brett's turn to compete. Um, all went in as a family, and we were able to run alongside him. So what were you thinking whenever he was on these obstacles? Do you think were you? I mean, uh, I would imagine that you're, <laughs> uh-huh. you're pretty confident, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen, you know, I've seen Brett train uh, tons of times. So we've competed in OCRs together. So I know, you know, he has such good ability. And I was I was confident that he was going to take it all. Um, but in that moment, I honestly can't tell you. It, it's so, it's something that you've been waiting for for so long. And I was just so thrilled for him um, through his yeah. run. I think my, my heart and stomach were just in my throat. And I was so excited for him. And and not breathing and, and just trying to, you know, keep up with him and, and make sure that he made it through the course. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I could imagine, you know, like, because, <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's one thing, uh, even just hearing you go through it like that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I could totally identify with all those thoughts. It's like, don't fall on the first one, don't fall on the first one. Okay, you're past the first one. Now, <laughs> yeah. now try to get past <laughs> this one. Okay, wow, you did that one too. Okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Antonio is nuts, and and like and on top of that, like on top of your own nerves, like if somebody said, "Hey, here's this obstacle course, you have one chance to get through. If you fall, it's over," and you're like, "Okay," but then you know, and you already have all of that to deal with. But now there's this audience factor as well. So everything you do, people people are screaming and you know clapping. You know if you do well, and you know, I mean, it, it puts on you know so much you know additional pressure and that's the thing that I feel like you can't really train for you you can train for the obstacles but this audience over here on the side the cameras you know all like the 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 set like the crew and all these people and all this stuff that you know isn't a part of your normal training is uh definitely adds an additional element um of difficulty I, I would say I would totally imagine that that's I mean that's that's so cool to me. Um, uh, Rachel, have you done anything like that? Did you? Uh, is that your thing too, or or uh, is that no? Is the <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah. So um, before I I met um, actually winding back a little bit. So I I grew up playing um, eighteen years of organized soccer. So I came from that background, like strictly like in stereotypical sport background, um, and then became really big into running, um, you know, was doing 5Ks, 10Ks, and then a half marathon. So um, when I had met Brett, he was training for Ninja, and it wasn't really anything I'd ever heard of before. Um, It was really interesting. It required a lot of upper body strength, and it's something that I thought that, you know, we could do together. So Brett had talked to me um, about how he'd competed in these Spartan races and OCR races, and I, I had the running down. Um, so I was good there, but needed to work on, you know, some of my technical ability on the obstacles. So it was something that, you know, we were able to train together for um, and did that for about a year and a half. Um, but actually through the training for that, I was seeing, you know, some changes um, in my body as far as, you know, building muscle. And that's what really kind of drew me immediately to, you know, putting on muscle and competing. And the only issue there is you really can't be doing as much cardio as is required for an OCR if you're going to compete in build muscle. So um, I did it for uh, a short uh, period of time and, and then um, kind of left the cardio behind and, and left it in the gym. Gotcha. 
So is that something is that something that you still are interested in doing, Brett? Or are, you t- are you more focused on the bodybuilding and the you know the physique uh, type stuff now? Well, yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, question because you know when I started doing ninja, it was something that I thought was kind of fun, and I'd never done it before. So I took you know my my initial goal was you know, I'm going to train really hard, and then I'm going to apply for the show. And if I make it on the show, then awesome. If I don't, then you know what? I still had a lot of fun. And that's pretty much like my approach to uh, fitness in in a big way. So kind of from there, you know, I kind of ended up moving towards what I'm doing now. And I'm doing it, and I'm I'm enjoying it. And, you know, I've I've kind of tabled the whole ninja stuff from now. Um, You know, maybe I'll get back to it one day or – you know, maybe once I go through this prep and compete, you know, I'll find that it's something that is very fun for me. And if I enjoy this, you know, I I I think I'm going to keep doing this for, you know, the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, and I think that's totally cool. That kind of, that's a, that's a great opportunity. I, I love when segues are easy for me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, um, <laughs> so uh yeah you're you're both studying to be personal trainers so um you know that's uh obviously a i'm not not obviously uh but you know um it's it's pretty uh it's it's pretty blatant enough obvious would be the word that that's the passion of mine um so uh yeah i um i think that's pretty cool and you're, you're doing i s s a is that the the certification that you're getting is that is that that yeah, is the acronym, right. right? I have to say, cool. Um, yep. I yep. guess. Yeah. So you know, you're saying that it's pretty, um, it's pretty involved uh, as far as like the the workload. I was certified by by uh, ACE. Um, that's a pretty common one. Another one is NASM. Um, it mm-hmm. sounds like what Brett's doing is a little more involved. And for those listening that are looking for which one to get certified if you are if you are looking to, to potentially become a uh, personal trainer it is important because it sounds like what Brett's doing is is a little above above and beyond and might require a little more time than say the, the certification that I got so Brett what um, you you're almost done studying what a uh, what kind of workload uh that should people expect as they go with ISSA oh, man so what attracted me to ISSA when I was looking at, because I looked at NASM and I looked at ACE, but what attracted me to ISSA is that it's um, pr- uh, primarily online when it comes to the quizzes and the final and stuff like that. So they make it very accessible. Um, and so for me, you know, I have a full-time job. Uh, you know, my full-time job, I'm, I'm a, a engineer. Uh, and oil and gas. So, I mean, that, that keeps me really busy. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to have, you know, the resources uh, and the, I guess, you know, the sort of ability to, to work on this certification in my free time uh, versus, you know, having to just go, like, all into it, all or nothing, uh, because it's just not something that fits my life currently, uh, you know, having that much time to go after it. So with ISSA, uh, you have uh, they, they give you a book, a training book uh, that, that basically has a lot of questions and stuff in it that you fill out as you go through the book. 
but you also, there's an app, so you can access the entire content of the course on your phone um, and on your laptop or, you know, wherever you go get some coffee and, you know, go to quizzes and stuff like that. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, so for me, uh, the big thing for me is every day during lunch, um, I would spend about 20 to 30 minutes going through my book and reading my book, making sure I understood the information. And this was, you know, every day, Monday through Friday at work, I would go sit outside. Uh, luckily, the weather was pretty nice for most of this. Um, if it wasn't, I would just sit inside. But yeah, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, go through the book and just stay consistent. Um, just like with fitness, if you're trying to do, you know, you know, like, you know, further like education or get a certification, just, you know, start hacking away at it. Just make a plan. I mean, some people, you know, you can get it done in eight weeks or so. Um, but me, I mean, it's been months, uh, just because of my, uh, you know, time availability, you know, it's the holidays, work's been busy and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, you, you can do it in eight weeks if you have a lot of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, with this, I think it was, uh, six months time that you have to do, to do the course, which is, you know, ample time to, uh, complete it for sure. Okay. So, um, I guess I've, might have had that a little wrong then from what you um had explained when we talked about this i got the, the impression that it was more work it sounds like it's about the same amount of work or you know material to study it's just more based online than something like ace or or NASM. is that more accurate uh yeah it might be um i'm, I'm not super familiar with the in, you know the, the entire course uh like content for ace and NASM. Um, but I, I do know, so the, so I've gotten to the final now for the, the ISSA certification. So there, there are about 150 multiple choice questions, and then there are, I want to say, like 11 essay questions where basically, uh, you know, it covers different sections out of, out of, out of the training material. Um, and it's, and they're pretty involved. There, they had to be a minimum of 250 words, the, the essays. Oh, okay. And then at yeah, the end, right. Yeah, and then at the end, you have two case studies. So basically, they'll give you some information about this fake person. And they'll say, you know, Steve Rogers is X amount of years old. Here's his body fat. Um, he's interested in doing this. You know, make him a workout plan. And, you know, what kind of macros should he be consuming? Uh, you know, when should he expect to reach his goals and, you know, that sort of stuff. So, the, so it is pretty involved when it comes to the final exam for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. See, like, uh, ACE is only multiple choice. NASM, I think, I don't have a lot of evidence to go off of for this, but I think NASM is uh, also multiple choice. Um, but uh, the actually, not to derail it too, too much, but uh, – uh, Daniel Howe, the uh, first guest that I had on this podcast, um, he uh, he actually wrote a study guide for uh, all of the different certifications. So, um, oh wow, that would be a good place. Yeah, yeah. He, so I mean, and it's awesome too. Like literally, it's it's one of the only reasons I passed uh, in the in really? the time frame that I did. Yeah, because I um, because I uh, I was working full time too. It's tough, you know, like to find the time to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I kept procrastinating and then I was just like, well, I'll give this study guy a try. And, um, you know, 
I just put a lot of faith in it because I was like, well, I can, I could probably, it's like basically a cliff notes of the material. So I, um, you know, I just dug in deep there, um, and, you know, came out okay. But, uh, uh, Rachel, are you doing ISSA too? I, I can't talk right now. ISSA? <laughs> yeah, so I'm also doing ISSA. I should have mine, um, wrapping up by the beginning of February. Cool, cool. Well, um, yeah. What what made y'all? I mean, obviously, you're, you know, you're interested in in health and um, and training and uh, your family. You know, like it sounds like you're um, you're both just, you know, like that's something you both share. Is there any anything else that's motivating you uh, to become personal trainers, or is it just pretty much that? I think for me, um, you know, what so I. To give you some background, um, I went to school for psychology um, and human resources, so I feel like the root of who I am as a person is helping people get to kind of the next level or to have their lives continuously improving. So the real reason that I'm wanting to become a personal trainer is, you know, once you have once you have the skills, you have them forever. So I really just want, um, you know, to get to work with people who don't necessarily know what steps they should be taking to improve their lifestyle, um, whether it be someone who's just trying to tone things up, someone who's never stepped foot in the gym. Um, it's really important to me to meet individuals, make them feel, you know, completely comfortable and get them excited about the gym. Um, I, you know, remember dreading the gym and having that period where, you know, I'd go for one or two days a week. The next week I'd be really consistent. The next week I would skip entirely. So, um, for me, it's all about getting people excited about the gym and then giving them the tools to be successful independently. Um, I want to work with them one-on-one until they feel fully functional, fully comfortable to work out independently. So it's a, really about building that foundation um, to help them live a healthy lifestyle. Dude, that's that's awesome. I, I share uh, a lot of the same sentiment there. Um, but, uh, Brett, is it pretty much – is that – do you have anything else, uh, any other motivators to – for the personal training route or is it, I mean, what's, what's your motivation to do this? Well, I will say that that was pretty well put, uh, Rachel. Yeah. Like that's pretty much. So I thought about this before and so, you know, I've kind of been in the fitness, you know, I mean like I did sports when I was younger and stuff like that. And then in college, um, you know, like I played rec sports and things like that, but I, I kind of got into, you know, weightlifting in college, and but I didn't know anything about nutrition at all whatsoever, like nothing. Um, I just thought, oh, I can eat whatever I want if I work out enough or run enough or swim enough or, you know, whatever. And so kind of thinking on this, um, I would, my goal is to be the person I needed back then, like, be like the role model or the the coach or, you know, the, you know, the knowledge base that I could have benefited from greatly, you know, when I was younger. Um, And that's, that's pretty much my goal, you know, like trying to help other people out, trying to make it easy for them because I mean, you know, uh, Rachel would make fun of me, but when, when I was in uh, college, you know, I didn't have a smartphone or anything. Uh, So, You know, like there wasn't anything. It wasn't like Instagram and like the all the information and stuff and all these all these people who are like you know pretty big in the fitness industry. Like that wasn't really a thing back right. then. So the information was you know nowhere near as prevalent. 
So it's 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 really awesome, and you kind of touched on it earlier, saying it's kind of like a movement, honestly, and um, it's it's cool, and and I would I would love to you know be a part of that and help people move in the direction of you know bettering themselves, and and like you said earlier, like not everybody uh, is going is going to compete, not everybody needs to, not everybody you know wants to or has any interest whatsoever. But, you know, there, there are people out there, you know, who do want to get better and can actually, I mean, you can significantly improve your health, um, you know, like in, in, in numerous ways uh, just by, you know, cleaning up your diet a little bit, throwing in some exercise. And some people, I feel like they're just a little overwhelmed and they don't really know where to get started. So, you know, whoever I can help, you know, along the way and, and my journey. I mean, that's just like one more person that I'm able to help out and, you know, can send them in the right direction. And like, I, I would have loved to have that when I was, you know, younger. Maybe I, I could have gotten, you know, a lot further, a lot sooner with the right kind of direction. Dude, you two are pretty inspiring people. Uh, you are aware of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, for real. Um, I, uh, you know, um, we're, we're coming up on an hour here. So, um, I think that's a great way to kind of just end things. I mean, those are the reasons why you're, uh, doing this are completely inspiring. Um, yeah. And, and very, uh, and like Brett said, very well put, um, you know, it, I, it, I can hear the sincerity in your voice and, and I share a lot of those things. So, um, I think all the stuff now, just let know, let people know where to find you and how to follow your journey. And, uh, then we'll wrap it up. Cool. So I um, keep it pretty simple. I'm only on Instagram, um, and my Instagram is Rach Oz, O-Z, Fitness. Um, so there's everything on there from lifestyle, different you know, variations of recipes that I'm making, um, different trainings that I'm doing that day, um, and the supplements that I'm taking kind of all-encompassing. Um, so, yeah, I'm wel- I welcome you know messages or conversation with anyone. I just want to get the conversation started. So I don't know if uh, anybody else out there is a fan of Spartacus, but that was one of my favorite shows. So my Instagram handle is actually Bretticus.fitness. So that's B-R-E-T-T-A-C-U-S dot fitness. Uh, sort of a cross between Brett and Spartacus there. But uh, for me, that was like a very inspiring show. And like the story is just really cool, so. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and same thing for me. I don't really have, I mean, I have my personal, you know, Facebook, but my pretty much my, all my fitness stuff is on, is currently on Instagram. We've kind of toyed with the idea of starting a YouTube channel or something. Um, we haven't really committed to that, uh, as of yet, but we might get there someday. Cool. Sounds cool for 2019. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's cool. Um, well, yeah, thank you all so much for coming on. Uh, it's been an awesome conversation. I'm, I'm stoked that you did it. Um, yeah, I don't know if you ever come out to Tennessee, but we just we should definitely catch up if you ever do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll record another one of these here probably in the next, like, week or so. But, but yeah, thanks again. Uh, thanks again, Brett and Rachel, for coming on. And, uh, yeah. 
I'll talk to you. Thanks for listening.